When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were super necessary. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Yes. I put a bit of emphasis on that there because uh, we've got another episode that's currently out at the minute where I refer to us as the Liverpool group. Um, didn't even know I'd done it. I'm not going to lie. That's, uh, that's on me. I am an idiot. Um, so, yeah, we're not the Liverpool group, obviously. That's my other podcast. Go check it out. Uh, cheap plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we decided, you know, we haven't done a recap on anything since... Uh, since May, and yeah, yeah. the last one last night was insane. And one, yeah. We couldn't not do one. <laughs> like, whew. I mean, we're, we're gonna. You're all, I mean, you're all now the shocking part. Yeah. Anyway, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, first card in a while where we've not struggled to stay awake somehow. I know. Yeah, I was surprised. I done so well as well. Like, was that? I got up like in the morning and never sleep. I think I had like a ten minute power nap somewhere, but maybe that's what done it. But yeah, it was good to be able to stay up and not have to depend on all all straight, even though that got it as well. But yeah, yeah, but that, that was because we wanted to eat it this time, not because we needed the sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but that was good. Yeah, it was. Um, I had a nap. I cheated. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, but, but you went to work, work didn't so. You? so I did, I did. I was up at six in the morning, so I couldn't have done six till six. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, I can barely stay away for fucking four hours normally, never mind 24 hours, so... Yeah, um, needed this afternoon power nap. <laughs> and it was power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, UFC 269, it was a uh, great card, top to bottom. It was a fantastic way for UFC to finish the pay-per-view schedule, and... Um, some good cards, some good fights we've got to discuss. Um, I don't so, think any really disappointed either, did they? Like... No, even the ones that went to decisions were like wars, weren't they? So, yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. There's like what 14 fights to go over, uh, so we'll start from the early prelims, go up to the main card. Yeah, uh, first fight was a uh, Gillian Robertson versus Priscilla Cachahera. Cachuera, um, I think they, they said it was Cachuera. I don't care. Hopefully, we don't see it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was uh, absolute scumbag so yeah, move. Gillian, Gillian got the win with a um, rear naked choke with one second of the first round left. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but the big talking point there was was Priscilla putting a thumb in her eye intentionally to try and Most, get her off. Multiple times. Went multiple to times. Um, um, so we, we don't want to see shit like that. It's it, no. There's no place for it. Um, we, they, we, everyone knows Dana's a known hater of shit like that, so no doubt when he sees it, because I think he said in the in the post-fight press conference that he hasn't seen it, so hopefully when he does, yeah, that's it, uh, gone. Don't want it in there. She's she's clearly an unsafe fighter. Um, so fuck her. Made up Gillian, got the win. Yeah, it's very unsportswomanly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you just don't do that. Sports person, can you say sports woman these days? Uh, I don't even know what you can say these uh, days. Well, she is a woman, like it's it's unsportswoman. It was just unsporting. Like, yeah, it's just you, you don't do it. Like yeah, you call oh. it in a, in a, a choke, just, but just take your L and fucking got me. I find a way to get out of it cleanly or tap. Like yeah, you don't like doubt the person's eyes out. Like it's fucking, it's a rat move. Yeah, and like Joe said, you know she cheated by missing weight, and now she's cheating by gouging eyes. It's like. Yeah, if she if she's willing to stoop that low, who knows what she's going to do? You can't exactly. you can't you can't keep someone like that in your organization if she if she's purposely going out there to try and maim other fighters. You know, is yeah. she going to start fucking? Is she going to start biting people? Is she is she, could is she going to do that again? Who knows? So get it out. Fuck it. Get rid of it. But um, congratulations to Gillian. She demonstrates the beautiful ground game as ever. So. Congrats to her to absolutely to be able to go through those eye gouges as well and still say I'm going to put you asleep if you don't fucking pack it in. Like, well, she she obviously I mean, knew it was it was tight enough to end the fight. Yeah, so Sheila obviously knew it was tight enough to end the fight, and she that she's seen that as her only way out. But I'd say, you know, she would she would have had a lot more people respecting it if she'd have just took the Ellen and accepted mm. it, not tried to cheat her way out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, but as I say, that was a that was a great start to the card. Um, so after that, we had a bantamweight contest: Tony Kelly versus Randy Costa. Um, Tony got the win, second round TKO via elbows. Um, yeah, I, I surprising. Think, I thought I think Kelly was a lot bigger than Costa as well. And I think that's also paid dividends when he he got into the clinch and that sort of wet worn him down. Yeah. You know. Obviously, I know we had we had Costa to win, mm. um, and I think he done quite well first round. To be fair, yeah. Um, but Tony Kelly just kept the pressure on him, didn't he? Yeah, um, that's it. I mean, he, he was circling well. You know, he was his lateral movement was was well done, but Kelly closed him down and <clears throat> started to use that grappling to wear him down against the fence, and then yeah, you know. Quite a lot of, round, but, yeah. quite a lot of finishes overall last night as well. There's only five fights that went to a decision. Mm, yeah, it's not too bad. Out of fourteen, so no. Um, so yeah, great win for Tony Kelly. Um, probably, I suppose. I mean, I don't know what his record's like, but I would imagine that's probably the biggest win he's had so far. Um, yeah. Lost to lost to Kevin Aguilar, beat. Um, that wasn't even in UFC to be fair lost his first UFC fight to Kai Kamaka the third um, back in 2020 then beat Ali Alkazi I think that's how you say it. I'm not too sure <laughs> beat him and now he's beat Randy Costa so far and away Tony's biggest victory yeah. uh, Randy Costa you know he's, he's 
he's fought some um, he's fought some decent names if I remember right Adrian Yanez, uh Brandon Davis you know he's, he's fought some decent people so big win um unfortunate for 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 Randy yeah, um exactly yeah yeah uh next we had a uh, the rolling Ryan Hall um I don't know if he's got a nickname but rolling should be that rolling Thunder. Um, I was okay. He's got the wizard. I didn't know that, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call him Roland instead. Roland Ryan Hall uh, against Darach Minna. Um, Hall got the decision unanimously. Uh, two thirty twenty sevens and a twenty nine twenty seven. Um, yeah, I think someone gave a ten eight round there, and which I think probably was the third round, which I think was warranted. Um, controlled him a lot that last round, but. Yeah, he controlled the whole fight, didn't he, really? He, he just, it's, um, it's hard because I know Miller's background is wrestling and he has submission wins himself, but mm. with Ryan Hall, you know, your advantage lays in, in the stand-up. And he had yeah. some success with it, but he just, I don't Didn't know, maybe, maybe it was, I don't know if it was like an ego thing or it's just hard to get out of something that you've had your base around. You know what I mean? But, yeah. It's one, of, I mean, he's a, he's a strange one, Ryan Hall. He's sort of, He's awkward to watch. Mm. Like his transitions are not spectacular, but he actually wasn't having much success with, with any of them, really. Minna wasn't having much trouble getting out of them and getting out of his submission attempts and stuff like that. But yeah. the fact that he kept able to get him down quite easily, obviously it's what's won him the fight. But you look at, I mean, to be fair, you look at Hall's record and who he's fought and like, he's beat the greatest fighter of all time, Artem Lobov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but no, he's, he's beat Grey Maynard, he's beat BJ Penn, albeit that was only a few years ago, not prime BJ, but still beat BJ Penn, beat Dan Nelsons, and then lost to Ilya Taporia earlier this year, which was mm-hmm. only his second loss, to be fair. So he obviously, yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. He's had a big, you know, he had a big sort of spell out at one point between his first and his second fight, six years mm-hmm. out. First fight in 2006, second fight in 2012. <laughs> Yeah. Um, madness, but yeah, he like I said, he controlled it. He's just, he's not the most sort of aesthetically pleasing fighter to watch. See, for me, I think Hall could be sort of like Oliveira, like you know, his ground game is devastating when, when he's on it. If you improve your stand up, you know, what I mean, like look at Oliveira, you know, he, he's knocking people out in that, you know what I mean, and yeah. You know, oh no! If he gets his, if he gets a stand-up game, he's, he's obviously going to be one of the more well-rounded fighters in any division, really. But um, I think it's just the constant rolling is just—it's odd to see. Yeah, and but but it works. I mean, you see how Flores rolled yeah. and went in straight into a triangle. Like you know, yeah. you barely ever see that. Like, but I obviously, think, it works for him. Like like Joe said, he's not just yeah. a—he's a leg specialist, but he is still overall. Brilliant grappler, you know yeah. I mean? I think it was that one we watched though with him when he got beat by Taporia and he was trying it all the time and it was like, you look stupid. It's one of them techniques where if it's successful, like it was last night against against Darek Minna, it looks, it looks fantastic. Yeah. If it's not successful and you're just rolling, you look, you look like, like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you look like a divvy. But like, Minna should have looked at that fight and said, okay, like, I know what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, Taporia give a blueprint there. Let him stand up, take him in the stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's but, got a very open game plan, hasn't he? Exactly. It's it's like 
Tied with Habib, you knew what he was going to do, but people struggled to stop that. It's not with Hall, yeah. it's it can't be stopped, and that's why he needs to improve his stand up as well. Because if people think, like, imagine next fight he comes in and like, okay, yeah, keep it standing, and he goes, knocks a person out, like, well, I'll be working on my striking, so you know. Don't don't underestimate it. Yeah. Come, me. come at me no, now, bitch. You know I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I think Hall's a great fighter. Um, he improves the the, the stand up, and he could be very dangerous. Um, same with Miller. I mean, as I say, he had the advantages in the standing, but he didn't utilize it, and it might be because of that. Obviously, the background in wrestling and that. But yeah. when you come across someone like Hall, you just gotta accept that. He's a certain level above you in grappling, and yeah, absolutely, you'll know, be able to adapt essentially. Yeah, um, so yeah, moving moving on, we had our um women's flyweight bout. Uh, I suppose to to some, this would have been a bit of a shock, yeah, there'd really. be a fair few, um, which be like, we knew this was gonna happen more to others, um, especially that no Miranda, uh, yeah, probably a, a shock, yeah. So, Erin Erin Blanchfield and Miranda Maverick, um, and Erin just just add a number at every every really, really kind of it, it, was a, it was a phenomenal performance by Erin with eight eight hours rather than dominating. Like as you say, she had a number everywhere in in the clinch, in the ground game extensively. I mean, she's got a decent stand up as well. I mean, that shows you that knockout that I think got yeah, into yeah. UFC with the head kick. So it's. Yeah, I mean, we now know Adam Blanchfield and she looks very dangerous. I think Joe indicated the judo background as well, so add that together with the wrestling. Yeah, she's very dangerous and Miranda's a good fighter all round as well, so for her yeah, to be is. able to do that shows her calibre, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, she was, Erin, um, as I say, was, was fantastic. Um, she's very methodical. In, in Very methodical. Well. I think her strength probably surprised both of us mm. how easy she was able to get Miranda down because Miranda's you know quite strong herself. Yeah. Um. So it, yeah, it was a, it was just a for only a second fight in the UFC as well. She's and I think she's only twenty two. It's like yeah, improvement. Future. She oh, the improvement she can potentially make is it's got to be a worry for anyone in the flyweight division to be honest. Yeah. Because if she's already that good at 22, mate, she's going to be fucking phenomenal in three or four years. I mean, didn't Joe indicate as well that she had the Eddie Bravo Invitational? Youngest youngest Eddie Bravo Invitational winner. Oh, that that says a lot as well about uh, calibre, you know, so... You're right. Look forward to seeing her again. Exactly. um, Yeah, she's... Definitely got some, some new fans as well with that, you know, for those that haven't seen her. So, yeah, definitely look forward um, to seeing her again. And obviously, you know, we're, we're big we're big fans of Miranda on here as well. So, we know she'll come back strong. Yeah. Um, just one of them. As with a, a lot of these fights, it's a bit of a bit of an unexpected one for many. And it's just one fighter implemented their game plan better than the other. Mm, yeah. And you've got to take yeah. your hat off to that. So... Like I say, Aaron's definitely earned at least two new fans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. we've got a visitor. Can't wait for this. I'll be finished soon. Yeah, we go to Lally Shannon's. You, you go around now? Yeah. I yeah. go to your house, James. 
<risa> sí, sí. <risa> ya, yeah, ok, so there's no appearance. <risa> Guess I'm for you. Um, so anyway, um, let's move on. So featured early prelim was um, Andre Muniz and Eric Anders. Um, what what odd is we noticed quite a few of the people on this card were also on the last recap we done. Yeah, uh, yeah, which weird. is mad. But uh, Andre Muniz is one of them. He got the win uh, first round armbar on Eric Anders. Um, we we look like we were going to have another jacket eh? Yeah, moment with the arm. Um, exact same thing as well. But you know, Muniz even said himself in the post post fight. You know, thankfully this time no one got their arm broken. Eric can can come back and fight again soon. So um, yeah, I, I think as well. Is, he's, he's, fucking, he's dangerous. He is. Um, that's it. Like when he goes to to the floor, he's straight on you. Like he's giving you no space. But I think. And his, his big thing is his strength. And obviously, we've seen later on in the card that's not always something that works. You know what I mean? Like, even that take down that Munich landed, like, took them yeah. off their feet. And you know I mean, so yeah, that just shows like, you, like, I said, didn't I? It was like the fucking, person's momentum against them. Yeah, it was like Goldberg in fucking WWE. It was yeah. Like, um, fuck me, like. So Moon is he's 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 definitely one to watch. Yeah, um, I, I think Anders will definitely be back, but I think he just he's got some improvements to make. He can't just rely yeah. on his sheer power because he is. But I mean, a big middleweight. We said that didn't we? Because he's come down from light heavy, and uh, for him to have a sort of background as a a football player, yeah. American football player, to be taken back, yeah. like that just shows you that he just needs to make. But I think um I think Munoz Munoz sorry he's going to be starting to work his way up the car up the ranking soon because you know he's currently on a eight fight win streak Ooh. um dating back to 2017 when he was in a watch out combat um and he's won his he's won his last three fights by armbar yeah so and that says a lot about his, his uh... obviously Jacare didn't tap. <laughs> Sam snapped, but he didn't tap. I know. Um, crazy. Yeah, bad. Bad. So yeah, very, very dangerous fighter. One to watch, definitely. Um, so the main uh, the preliminary card. Um again, another middleweight contest. Bruno Silver and Jordan Wright. These um, boys came out wanting to take each other's heads yeah. off, man. Like that's how you open a fucking prelim card, isn't it? Absolutely. So we were saying with this one, like Neither of them actually look like middleweights. It was only when you considered how big they were in terms of height that you realised, okay, yeah, you're middleweights. Yeah. Because I think That's Wright I mean, was 6'2", like... Bruno Silva was six foot. So just looking at the bodies compared to Eric Anders, they didn't look like middleweights. That's what I was going to say. Like, the last fight we had was Anders, and you look at him, like, he should be a fucking heavyweight. Like, he's probably walking around a heavyweight. So these have got to be welters, but no, the the middleweights. But a uh, crazy start of the cards come out. Swinging at each other, you know. I think right clipped silver. It's like, oh, and then the fucking the, the tide turned and silver clipped in. And he done a little, little lovely jig. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little nice chicken dance and fucking planted his head off the floor. He's excellent, excellent. Want to say was that the was that the one hair refereed? Yeah, yeah. Because it was sort of. 
he scrambled, didn't he, after his head's banged off the canvas. He scrambled yeah. to try and reach for a leg and Herb's allowed it. And I think Silva's got a few more. But shots that's what we were him. saying. Because it looked like it was gonna it looked like it was a bad stoppage at first. Yeah. <clears throat> because it looked like it should have been stopped. But then Eric has started to to move and you realise actually Herb was right. So yeah. credit to Herb there because he's um He's had the been best big... year this year, let's say that. No, you know. he's been getting stiff. He's been getting stiff. And in fairness, rightly so. He has made some poor decisions recently. But that wanna wanna give him credit where it's due. That was a great stoppage. Yeah. But right was still in well, it. Well timed. Um and you know, it's that award he got that sort of shows what Herb can do when he's on his game. Well absolutely. You know, and it's a referee's job can be difficult. You're gonna stop it too early, you're gonna stop it too late, whatever it okay, is. We were, we were told you're gonna it. get, you know, hate on you, you know. Yeah. So like you said, we was talking we were talking about, about it, weren't we? Like we said problem with referee is if you stop it too early you look like a bad ref yeah. if you stop it too late you look like an even worse ref and then you don't stop it at all and you just stand there and watch and you're Steve Mazzagatti exactly and that's or, just the, uh, or recently Dan Mergliotta yeah so yeah it's a tough job um, and I think the Mergliotta one he's probably he's probably ref Frank Mayer a few times knows he's tough knows he can hang in there and he's probably given Wrongly, the benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, I remember seeing a video. I had like two of them playing side by side. It was Mia versus um, Kulev, and oh, yeah. Mia, Mia versus Carwin, and then both Megley after left, and you see Carwin not how on the knee, put him down, and then he's sitting on top of him, hitting him with that big fucking massive sledgehammer fist he's got. Megley after doesn't come in till late, but yeah. You know, and, and at that point, be as flattened out like on the ground, just taking these, these fucking me, me his face is imprinted um, into the canvas. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think Mary Ross has got anything against me. And it's just obviously, he's given him a chance in a way, but even then, people might yeah. be like, I was like, how can you give him a chance when he's flattened out, getting his head battered on the floor? And with the colour, one, like, he was out on his feet, you know what I mean? But yeah, still yeah. stoppages. But I mean, again, Megliotta largely is a good ref, so yeah, you've got to just put it down to a, a bad night at the office for him there, exactly. Um, but to, to go back to what we were talking about, Herb Dean, very good call, mate. Very good call, yeah. Rough year, end of the it, well, if it was his last card of the year with the UFC, ended it on a high note at least. So, um, you start, how you finish, so there you go, yep. Um, so. Heavyweights, the only, yes. I think the only heavyweight, yeah, only heavyweight fight on the card. Uh, Tai Shui Tuivasa. That should be his, his, his nickname. Like, should, as you will know of recent episodes, we are the nickname kings. So yeah, that's his exactly. nickname. Um, yeah, Augusto Sakai um, and Shui delivered. Shui delivered. Tai Shui Tuivasa, but the um this man, like, he's just picking up steam as well, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's a the big fact fan favourite. He's, he's mad. He's, he's sort of... I don't want to compare him to O'Malley, but like, the fans respect O'Malley for his fighting style. We don't respect him for other things, you know what I mean? But it's that attention, being unranked and having that sort of... Being so popular. 
yeah, that popularity at that stage. <laughs> You know, he's got that. He's he's a fun character as well. He's he's a funny. Uh, have you seen some of his Instagram things? He does. He's, yeah, he's hilarious. He, yeah, gets people on to rap for him. <laughs> he just just laughs his head off at them. And um, he's improving as well. It's four four wins, uh, in a row. Yeah, he's improving every time. So, uh, he is. He's definitely is. Um, yeah, I'd say. Four in a row, Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker, Greg Hardy, and now Augusto, and he's he's finished them all. Yeah, he's um, that's it. He's coming to to just put people out. Fact, you know, only one of his wins has gone to a decision, and that was Andrei Arlovsky. And I think no that's what we left at. Did That's one of his highlights. Like thirteen wins, twelve by knockouts, or something like that. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, he's a devastating man. You know. Um, the, the knockouts is a Kylie that thing with his leg we sort of thingy that a Michael Crocop didn't move the Gonzaga yeah. fight you know sort of landing on top but that's how you know it's a fucking he's an he's out cold because your body wouldn't be able to do that properly if you were conscious yeah but, funny enough it's the only fight on the card that has gone down as a KO and not a TKO mm, yeah Um. so yeah fan, great performance again from from Ty I, I assume he's going to be ranked after that. Might only be 15 or 14 or so. something, but surely four fights in a row he's got to be ranked. And it's not like he's fighting... It's not like he's fighting nobody, so to say. Greg Hardy. Um, who's the other one in there? Stefan Struve. Mm. Harry Huntsucker. These are all decent names, you know what I mean? My so, thing as well is he knocked Stefan Struve out twice. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? He finished yeah. him and then when he jumped up on the cage... Knocked his head and straight fell down. <laughs> uh, yeah, two he's he's fun. Um and yeah, if we we've said if we ever get him on here, we're doing a shoey with him on Zoom. Yeah, but I will probably use I'll probably use one of my kids and we've called it a a, a, sh- a shotty or something. Me. A shot a shot A shot yeah. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't think I could use my own show because uh, yeah the it tastes very, very, very different. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't use my own shoe. I'd have to go to the hospital. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so well next, um, t- some great fights on, on the prelims. Like, on any other card, these wouldn't be prelim fights. Like, it's mad. Yeah, um, these could be main events. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dominic Cruz, the most uh, the most uninteresting sounding man on the planet. And um, Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Uh, Great fight, to be fair. Mm. Um, the one thing, Dominic Cruz's movement is is superb. Um, yeah, the way he was getting out, out the way of some of the shots, and Pedro Munoz was trying to finish him with every hit. Like, yeah. um, I, th- I think that's what went against me. The end is like everything he's thrown. You probably, know, yeah. He's trying to end him, and he's fatiguing himself. Whereas Cruz couldn't do that for five rounds. I mean, that movement—it's what he's yeah. he's taught himself. You know. Hit, don't get it. And good thing about Cruz is he throws at different angles that you wouldn't expect. As long as he comes in, he throws sort of up couple, like at other many circles out. Like he's a very intelligent fighter. Um, but that first round, fighter. we've got to give credit to his chin. Now, like that first round was crazy. Like we know, put him down. And it looked like he, he was out because you even see him when he sort of grappled him and had hold of his leg. Like his eyes were all... He was a bit like, well... He weren't there, you know what I mean? So props to him for surviving that round. But then 
second round. He's found his rhythm and kept that going to, to yeah. the end. Um, and awfully yeah. just scored the same as us, so we were quite happy with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, our picks always go either way. I mean, we're, we're like the child. We're like the amateur version of Child Son. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... We are, we are the child son of podcast picks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like with the early prelims, I think we... I think we got, we got one right. I think it was Jillian. Yeah, the first fight, Jillian. Every other one we went Randy. I think we went Minna, we went Miranda, and we went Eric Anders. And yeah. then we got Bruno, we got Bruno and Ty. Actually, I think we were all four on the prelims, right, to be fair. Yeah, so we so we went Silver, Ty, Cruz, and, and Emmy. Emmett, which we'll get to yeah. now. Uh, so we, we recovered actually, to be fair. We went yeah. We ended up we ended up getting I think we were five and four at that point then. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, um obviously Josh Emmy and uh, Dan Ige. Mm. Um Josh Emmy is the most oddly built character I've ever seen in my life. His, I know, yeah. his body is the maddest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but um the man, the way he throws that right hand is is very different, but my god, is it powerful? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean he, he was back after a little stint out there and he, you know, he had yeah. issues and he was sorting so it was nice to see him back. Um, like, uh, we were saying this way, we like everything's based around that right hand, you know. But I think he needs to make some improvements. I'd like to see some kicks added into his game. I think if he kicks the legs of Ege and switches it up and throws the left high kick, because I think Ege was dropping his hands a little bit once he was starting to get comfortable, because you're expecting that right hand. You know, the person was going to keep the left hand high. I mean, he was carrying his right low. So if he switched yeah. up and threw a head kick, we could have changed the fight. But um, no, it was, it was a brilliant fight back and forth. I thought it was going to end in the first when he put Ige down. But Ige's done yeah. well to stabilise. And, you know, I think we had Ige edging the melee. First round was Emmett. It was close. Second round was Ege in that third round. Like, could have went anyway. I, I think yeah. Emmett... Uh, sorry, I think Ege may have pressured more, um, but... Yeah, def- yeah, definitely wasn't a... Um, it definitely wasn't a 30-27 fight, as one judge gave it. Yeah, that's Saldi Amato. Uh, first first 27 is ridiculous. Like, I don't see Emmett winning that second round, so... No. Yeah. Um. But again, Ige is a, good fight. a tough fighter. Like he'll yeah. come back and he'll he'll continue to do well. You know what I mean? But I think Emmett should Absolutely. go away and uh, work on a few things. If he's you know mm. the right hand is his major tool, but throw other yeah. things in there. You know, catch people off guard. You know, and I think he he becomes a, a very even more a very good fighter if he switches it up and keeps people guessing. Definitely, he's um. I mean, he's he's on a bit of a sort of poor run at the moment. Um, he guys three and one in his last. He's one and three. Sorry, in his last four. So, um, I think he lost to Zombie last in me. I think is yeah. that that win against Tucker is that the only one he's got? Is it? Yeah, and then he lost to Kater before that. Yeah, um, he's only ever lost by decision. Not to be fair, so he's he's not someone who goes away easy as we seen last night. Yeah, exactly. Um. Onto the main card, Sean O'Malley and uh, pa- Howlian, I think it was. Yeah, Howlian Parva. Um, 
it, look, it went how everyone I think was expecting it to go. Mm. Um, in fairness to O'Malley again, we don't like him, but his boxing is very good. It's very crisp. Mm. He's very precise. Um, we've seen it with Chris Moutinho, who still don't know how we, how we still think it's unfair that he never got to go to a decision. We've said that. Yeah. Um, uh. But I say you can't take nothing away from O'Malley's boxing. It was, it was very good. It was very precise and. The finish, in fairness, was was beautiful. That's it. He's a uh, he's very clean. You know, he's not swarming too much. He's he's picking his shots. He's mixing it up. You know that body shot and then the over, overhand right was fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? Um, as a so fighter, the body shot into the into the overhand right was, yeah. was phenomenal. Exactly. Can't yeah. take that away from him. Like as so. a fighter, he's brilliant and does have a lot of potential. Um. Obviously, for reasons why we don't like him, is obviously this thing with this, this niche and all that. But no, no, let's not discredit it right now. Um, yeah, I think now he's got a fighter ranked opponent. Like he, he can't keep this thing up of fighting unranked. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He, he, I think he did say he's going to fight unranked people until the money makes sense to fight ranked. So I don't mm. know where he is on his contract, but I think maybe even Dana said, well, you know, he needs to fight someone ranked next, even though prior to that he said, you know, let's not rush him. It's not like he's Hamzat, you know. Mm. So in, ter- in terms of ranked opponents, who would you like to see him fight? Who do you think would be a good fight with him? I honestly want him to run it, run it back with Cheeto. Like, he, 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 he still says he's undefeated. He, he doesn't class that as a loss for him. You know what I mean? So... Like, and Cheeto's a very, a very good fighter. No, he's he mixes his style up. I don't think he'll get too much caught in a brawl with yeah. O'Malley. I don't think O'Malley would either. But um, I think Cheeto's the very most strategic fighter he's fought in his career. And I think to run that back makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, you know that's one of his losses. He, he lost like. He needs to accept that. But if you want to say you didn't lose that, fight him again. After rematch. Prove, exactly. Prove that you're better than Cheeto. That's yeah. who I want to see him fight. Yeah, I, I'd like that. Um, so next we had um, Cody Garbrandt making his, his flyweight debut against Kai Carter France. And um, we got our second shock of the night. Yeah. Kai Carter France. I mean, I, I think... Definitely, definitely a bigger shock than... Uh, Erin and Blanchfield, I'd say. Mm, yeah. Erin and Blanchfield, Erin and Miranda, sorry. <laughs> I think um, a lot of people cancel them out, you know, apart from his, his hometown people and that, but I think even Cody underestimated them to an extent. He was yeah. a lot more focused on O'Malley in the conference and that's not good. Like, you know, Kai Carter France is very dangerous um, and he showed it, you know. Uh, yeah, he did. It, it was... Um, a great finish so you put him down with a lovely one too um, and add him in a lot of trouble I mean Cody done alright to you know slip that shot and then go for a takedown but he was still done it you know he, he tried but yeah fantastic know, people are wondering like, so now the dynamic is people are wondering what's going to happen with Cody now because it's going from what he done to Cruz a couple of years ago to now getting twatted, you know what I mean? And now apparently Kyra France is saying he's not going to fight again until he has a title shot. You know, so... Is he, yeah? 
Yeah, he, he, he said that to some of the media who mentioned it to um, Dana. But it seems like that City Kickboxing is saying a few things. Like, you see the announced there, Adesanya and Whisker too, didn't you? Yeah. So in the press conference, someone made Dana aware that uh, Adesanya put an emoji of a cap, basically saying that the UFC was lying, that it hadn't been made. And oh, right. it was like, well... If he's not going to fight with, can we get someone else? You know what I mean, like, why would we lie? Why we gonna, in the twenty years? I don't think we've lied about making a fight. Like, <laughs> oh, it's I don't know. It's a time to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty bad, but yeah. Cara France, another fantastic, another great stoppage. You know, coming off that bouncer one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely. Um, so then we had welterweight. Uh, my name is Jeff Neal and Santiago Ponzinibbio or whatever. Yeah, I think, right you, think you got that right. You said it a bit more at a, a nice timing rate in the past. You'd be Ponzinibbio, so... Yeah, yeah. Ponzinibbio. Um, yeah, I have a better name. Uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is Jeff Neal. Um, it was a good fight. It was very back and forth. Mm. Would, um, obviously, I think he started getting annoyed at his corner. Um, Jeff's corner got annoyed at him at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he's playing, playing too nice with him, I think, really. There was a lot of yeah. uh, commotion in there about fingers and me and him outside. Mark Smith says, fucking, watch your fingers. Watch your fingers, like... Watch how many fingers, walks, watch cops. Like we said, Mark Smith's an underrated ref, but how many times can you give to warning about know, yeah. fingers? So, yeah, it was a bit, bit of a bad fight in that aspect of Absolutely. it, of cup shots and... Eye pokes or whatever, accidental. But yeah, overall, it was a pretty good fight. Uh, There's moments of, uh, I swear to for sort of inactivity. I mean, they were sort of mm. feeling each other out, and I think they were coming from the same stance where they did both southpaw. So it's whoever gets that foot outside first, you know, as the advantage. But I agree with the judges, I think. I don't know, when you looked at the stats, there's a different strikes. Like the first round was equal, second round went to Ponzinibbio, and then the third was Jeff Neal. So, yeah. Yeah, it could have went either way, but I think that could third round edged it for Neal in terms of activity and pushing the pace a lot definitely. more. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, co-main event. Oh, <laughs> and we, uh, the world got shot. Yeah. I... And... And Juliana Pena wasn't surprised, motherfuckers. Exactly, and you called that like how sick would it be if Joe Rogan told exactly what he did with Nate? You know, you've shocked the world, and yeah, but I, did. I actually called that surprisingly. Um, I think I've, I've never, never, never reacted to a fight like that. I've never been to a point where my fingers at least on my head stunned, speechless. Like we were both sat there like that though, and it was like. But we were saying before it, like, imagine if she pulls it off. And we were like, no. But that was the thing. Everyone was like, no. Exactly. You had the odd person online who was going, Juliana's going to win this. Jimmy Manor will be in one of them. Um, and Cyrus King. Yeah. And Cyrus, yeah. Well, I think Cyrus is more for a hot pass appeal. <laughs> yeah. A, a <laughs> but everyone else was like, no, she hasn't got a chance. Even I was talking to, to Kevin where about it and said, uh, we were talking about just the card. And we got to the call, man. I was like, well, that goes without saying. Don't even need to talk about that. Move on. See, and then... 
for you now, do you think people need to stop this of when a person's so dominant, like we need to stop sort of thinking that it's inconceivable for them to be beat? I mean, it happened, like people referred to JSP and Sarah, um, Ronda and Holm, but the big no. one as well is Anson Silva and Wardman, like, yeah. When, when no, that happens, at that point, people thought it was inconceivable for Silver to lose. But yeah. the, the sport being what it is, anyone can get caught, anyone at all. Any, like, anyone can, but then at the same time, it's you you watch these people, Anderson Silver went undefeated for, what, 10 years? Mm. Something like that. Same and John Joe style, knocking people um, out, submitting people, yeah. you know. No, Joe Zayaldo, another one. So yeah. you're watching these fighters for extended pay, periods of time. And they're not showing you anything why you would think yeah. that you would get beat. So you do get into that sort of mindset with them, like, well, yeah, Amanda's fighting, she's gonna win. It's just it's inevitable. Um, you know, Khabib had that effect and he maintained mm. it. Um, you know, Joe Zayardo probably until he fought McGregor, really. Had that had that about him, like not a McGregor, everyone knew McGregor could have knocked him out. But I don't think anyone was. I don't think there was many people going into that. Like, yeah, McGregor's got this easy. Everyone was probably still firmly Aldo. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it's just, it's yeah. It was fucking like I, the one time we decided not to live stream after we've been doing them fairly recently. And no, it was mad. We, we actually had a commentary up. reaction. Like, it was all we set up. Against and it. we thought, no, what, like, let's just enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, like we did enjoy it, but. Obviously, for the listeners, that would have been. But like, obviously, nice everyone loves everyone loves a good Joe Rogan reaction. Exactly. But like, we were sat there. Keenan was like literally on the edge of the seat. So was I, to be fair. And then I was going, and I just kept going. She's, she's gonna pull this off. Yeah, yeah. I kept knocking me. Like, she's got a rock. Like, and then she done oh, it, God. and I just pushed up, like, lad. Done <laughs> it, and it was like head exploded. We literally but, didn't say anything for like five minutes, and then we looked at each other. And both of us got our hands on our like. What the fuck has just happened? Like, what I said after it was I was made up, not because I'm not a fan of Amanda or that I'm necessarily a fan of Pena. I like them. I think they're both good fighters, obviously. But, but I just think it's so... It's it's massive for the division. Mm. Um, Do you think... I, I, think I know it, it sounds mad, but given what's gone on recently with Amanda, not making excuses for her, you know, Juliana did what she did and it was incredible, impressive. But do you think Amanda wants it? Because obviously, compared to her last fights and you know what she's done to other people, she didn't look like the Amanda that we know. And that seems to be the case with everything. You know what I mean? Silver didn't look like the Silver we know when he lost, and you know that sort of thing. But like, do you think she's losing interest? You know what I mean, she's got a little one now. She's she's been champion for years. You know. Do I think? don't think so, no. It was just, it was a bad day at the office. Um, like we were talking about before with, you know, Erin and Miranda, mm. one one fighter implemented their game plan better. It happened, unfortunately, with Matt Bonner in Cage Warriors the other yeah. night. You know, and he admitted it. You know, Melon or Milan um, implemented his game plan yeah. better. And that's all it was. Someone put it on Twitter. You know, Juliana was the better fighter on the night. She's not a better fighter overall. Some would, some would argue that, of course, but you know, it, it is what it is. The fighters Amanda's lost before, it's not like she's she's yeah, it's not a first loss, yeah. Um, 
but she has been so dominant. You know, you look at her, she beat everyone. She beat Ronda, she beat Holly Holm, she beat Cyborg. In style. Face-planted Cyborg, like, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit inconceivable that she would lose, but Juliana went in there with a game plan. She said what she was going to do, and she done it. Right. She, pressured, think... she pressured Amanda. Amanda didn't like it. Uh, Amanda clearly was uncomfortable getting pressured like that. Two of the mad things as well with that. She beat her with fundamentals. She beat her with a jab. Uh, that just shows how underutilised the jab is, you know what I mean? To be on top of that long and then what finishes you is lovely jabs, you know, single leg takedowns and that. And But it's the fact that the whole dynamic changed. You look at that first round, Amanda was controlling on the ground, you know, looked like she couldn't submit her. She had a back at one point. Hmm. And then the second round, the whole dynamic of it changed. It was like... She was getting in, though, you could tell. I, I don't think Amanda has an ego. I mean, she's never come across as that. But do you think, you know, when she got hit, it was like, oh, you're not about to think you me. You know, I'm stronger than you. Yeah. That's what DC no, indicated as well. But you think there was a bit of that? That's why she didn't try to take her down, didn't her? Yeah, I think it was a bit of... It reminded me, I said to you, Connor and Nate, the first one. Mm. You know, Connor thought, I've got the power advantage over you. I think Amanda probably thought the same. Yeah, Nate was catching him. Juliana was catching him. They were thinking, shit, okay, these are good. You, I'm not going to let you do that to me. Yeah, They've tried to fight back, but it's just... It's worked into their plan. Juliana mm. wanted her to start swinging more because yeah. she knew she was... Or she had belief that she was a, a sort of crisper more um precise you know puncher and it turned out yeah on that on the particular night she was mm. um and then it got to the floor and you know detapped very quick um which is you know we don't know the reason why but it was it was a quick tap yeah i mean she, she was under under the chin it was in you know as, it was in as jillian said you don't need those hook it, hooks in necessarily to finish it you know the pressure alone can finish it um Maybe that was the case with Nunes, or maybe she just yeah. thought, no, what? Let's give this girl a joke. You know I mean, she's pub, she's outstriking me. She's took me down, no issue. I'm yeah. tired. Uh, not, not let's give it the win, but you know what I mean, like if if Julia once she could, she could finish that was under the chin. You know what I mean, there was, and she was gassed. So, but yeah, I mean. And also said, so uh, hypothetical then, so say Dana speaks to Amanda next week, what do you want to do, Amanda? She goes, oh, well, I don't want the rematch. Who are you putting against Juliana now? Because you said, obviously, it makes it interesting for the weight class now. It makes sense. Um, I wouldn't even begin to know, to be honest. It's not something, it's not something I thought we'd have to be talking about, to be honest. Uh, uh, that, that's the bad thing, isn't it? If She's this if that result didn't happen, yeah. I mean, if this result didn't happen, we wouldn't even be having this episode right now. Exactly. And and like <laughs> so, if, if that didn't happen, it would be like, well, who's who's next as and forth? Not in terms of who deserves it. Who's well, next as and forth? So she, it's she cleaned out the division that much that it was a case of who's next. Like it's like it's it is just like a list, right? Who's not for Amanda recently? Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean just gonna have a look now. Yeah. So, like you gotta really look at that weight class now and see because now it's gonna be of who does deserve it rather than yeah. I mean, to know. be fair, they haven't even 
They haven't even updated the um, the website to say that thing is champion. That usually <laughs> happens on a Monday or Tuesday. I, think. I know, yeah. Um, but um, when you but look I mean, at it, looking at it, I suppose just going off the rankings alone, you'd have to say Holly Holmes next. She's mm. she's ranked number one. So I think Juliana and Holly could be a, a good fight. They're both yeah. both good strikers. Obviously, Holly's a good grappler as well. Um, but I think that I think that could be an interesting fight. I think they're both very well rounded. If Amanda doesn't want the rematch, and I think Amanda deserves that decision to she oh, deserves yeah. to be allowed to make 100%. that choice herself, whether 100%. she wants to defend the featherweight belt, even though there's apparently no one in the division. Um, that's what I was going to say. As well. She wants the rematch. Like it leaves it. Like if she says no, it leaves it in a weird situation because you're holding the belt to a division that technically doesn't exist. And now even with Spence retired and that's why they can't even like that's why they can't even like strip it at the title for the inactivity because it's like can't really blame you for inactivity if there's no one there. (laughs) But then like obviously she's defended it at that weight class as well. Now she's the only one to defend both belts. Mm. But But yeah, I think uh, just basing it off the rankings as they show there at the moment, I'd probably say Holly Holm, just as she's number one. Um, I, I think we see the rematch again now, um, because I don't I mean, think they've Amanda indicated like that she'd be back, so you know, I think, yeah, you know, interesting it's, it's to see how it plays that's out. That's a new fight to me, and like you say, you know, you say about um, people get fights against Amanda because there's no one else, it's like. Before last night, Juliana was one and one in the last two. So yeah, that goes exactly. to prove it. Exactly. One win in that division gets you the title shot because she she wiped she cleaned the division out. But it, it sort of resets it now. It, she can the, uh, the, the bad thing as well now is obviously you've got Kayla Harrison coming in. I think mm-hmm. they've been speaking to her and she was there. They were giving the publicity. I think they wants to eventually make her and Nunes. The bad thing is she fights that lightweight, doesn't she? Does that yeah. Like, does, that, then, does that fight still happen now? Is that's the the question? Exactly. The it was the, the whole idea of who's the who's the best women's MMA fighter on the planet, and now Juliana's got a claim to say, "Well, hang on a minute, I've just beat Amanda, so aren't I in this conversation?" Yeah, she is, but technically, like if if Kayla and Amanda fought, it would be for the featherweight belt, wouldn't it? Because that was bantamweight one thirty five. If Kayla dropped down to one forty five, she still owns that belt. The fight could still be made, but now we're seeing now Amanda's susceptible in places. I mean, she has like everyone; she has weaknesses. So, starting to implement them, I I think like people have been scared to strike with her. I mean, they've seen what she's done to Cyborg. They've seen what she's done to Holly Holm. Holly Holm become known for the kicks. She finished up with a kick. Cyborg was known. The female equivalent. That was the female equivalent to Crocop and fucking Gonzaga, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, Cyborg was known for knocking people out clean. She knocked Cyborg out, so she was pe- beating people at their own game. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that <clears throat> put people off to strike with her and try to take her down, but I was just got a good ground game. And Juliana just went, I'm not asking. I'm going to stand with you. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this jab in your face and you're not going to like it, and she didn't. She it didn't that snap and, and whip of the jab that kept stunning. You know what I mean? It's if that's the thing, if you're not getting it in the face regularly, like Amanda wasn't, you're not gonna like it when you start getting it in the yeah, face. Exactly. 
Yeah. And it's difficult to know how to respond if you're not. Because I say she was dominant in fucking every fight she's had for the past four or five years. Yeah. Um, no one got close to her. So when someone turns up, we've always I'm gonna punch it in the face. It's just fucking yeah. she didn't know what to do. It was just as simple as that. That's it. Um she's gonna be back. She we know she is. she's fucking she's still a female goat. Um yeah. but it was just it was an almighty shock. And we finally got our we finally got a legitimate commentator reaction from us. Yeah. And no one got to see it, which is a fucking shame. And even <laughs> like Rogan's like his one was genuine. Like the way he looked at DC and like some people might say the other ones are a bit over exaggerated, but this one was genuine like I don't think Joe's ever asked just it. because no, it's 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 he's how just that big of his a fan eyes and... beam up, you know what I mean? And he's several ages. Amanda's the goat, you know what I mean? She still is. She's the I best. don't think she loses she that. Still is. She doesn't lose that. I, she doesn't lose that title for me, just from that one loss. Yeah, I mean, um, no one's done much. Anything, you know what I mean? So that was a shock. That was a shock. Yeah. Some people, the main, might have been a shock. Not to us. We've been saying it for over a year. We spoke with Chris from a match then, mate. He's been saying it for <laughs> over a year. Um, don't count out the Bronx. Yeah. Don't, don't. do it. It's going to end badly. Yeah. And it exactly. ended badly. Dustin, what a fighter. He knocked him down with a with a shot that got blocked. Yeah. That's how yeah. much power that motherfucker's got. But don't just don't count out the Bronx. Don't do it. He's been Not getting he's been getting overlooked for for 10 years. Mm. And he's what let's let me just get his record up very quick because he's now uh, undefeated. He's, he's undefeated. 32 six. and 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 in a row now. Yeah, ten wins in a row. He last lost in 2017 to Paul Felder. Yeah, the man has improved so much in the last four years. And, and same to be said with Dustin, but I think what a lot of people had going into this fight is a lot of people had in mind that Poirier was the young crown champ. So yeah, they couldn't see past that. They couldn't see that Oliveira is a threat. You know what I mean? But you're like, okay, he's going to get it. He's technically the champion. Why is he not going to get it? But then, I'd say, overlook someone, you underestimate someone. I don't think Dustin did. Dustin knew what kind of fight Oliveira was. Yeah. But other people outside of it. So, obviously, we've just been talking about, obviously, Amanda's the female GOAT. We've had GOAT conversations very, fairly frequently mm. on, on here. Should Olives be in that conversation? Not to say he is the GOAT, but he's lightweight champ. He hasn't lost in four years. He's got the most finishes in UFC history. He's got the most submission wins in UFC history. Should he be in that conversation? Mm. At, at least just in the conversation, let's say not to say he is, but should his name be in the mix? I think he, yeah, I think he can make a claim for it. Um, but this is the thing: the ghost conversation is very subjectable. Um, it's people will have different things on what they consider the goat. A lot of people say John Jones is a goat, but because he tested for things, mm. that, you know, gets rid of his claim to that status. Um, Let's <clears> be <throat> honest, John, jo- John Jones, realistically, if it had gone the way it should have done, if the judges had scored him, he's lost three fights. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Arguably. You know, people say Habib's the goat, but then they say, well, what about his first 12 fights when he was fighting... Nobody's, you know, 
people look at the last part. It's so it's always I don't think you can subjectable. See, um, I've always said you can't hold that against Khabib. He doesn't choose who he fights, mm. and he was coming from Russia. There wasn't really any big Russian names. You know, Fedor obviously was one of them, but he wasn't in the UFC. Yeah. Um, in terms of the UFC, there wasn't. There's never really been many major names from Russia, so it was sort of inconceivable that, that a Russian and a Muslim, by the way, because that was that that's a huge thing as well. Yeah. First Muslim champion for Khabib, it was like it was almost a bit inconceivable that someone from that part of the world could be a, a champion. Champion in the biggest and organization in the sport. That's what I mean. So. I think it. I think he had to convince a lot of people that he, he belonged. I don't think it was the fact that. I think you could have put him in with anyone at any time, to be honest, and he would have beat them quite comfortably. And it was just the fact that, as I say, he had to prove to a lot of people that he belonged, that he was he was part of the elite to get to where he was. And so I think that's why he didn't fight as many big names as maybe people would have liked. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, but to sort of go back to your question, so obviously, yeah, it is subjectable. I think Oliveira does have a claim, you know what I mean, given the accolades. He's now defended the belts, and obviously people class title defences as a big thing to the GOAT status, so... Well, that's what you said the last night, he's now... You know what I mean? He's now yeah. the, the official champ. Like, that's what I was just about to say. You said for, that last night. For, for, for the, like, a lot of casuals, like, people say, well, but you get the belt, you're the champ. Now, from years ago, like, when it was down, all those, the big thing was, you defend that belt, you are the champ. Anyone can get and the that, belt, it's keeping it. Yeah. And, and that's I not even just an MMA that. thing. Yeah. That's not even just an MMA thing. That's a, a boxing thing. People say about, like, Andy Ruiz, when mm. he beat Joshua, and he lost it to Joshua the next fight. Yeah. So, that, that, that's sort of it's an unwritten unwritten rule of combat sports. Yeah, I mean, um, so some people go against that. It's like, well, he's got the belt, he's the champ. No, anyone can get a belt. It's keeping the belt. That's the the issue. He's yeah. now got to. You might you might be called champ, but champ. You, you you haven't proved you are champ. Yeah, I think. Uh, people um, call. Uh, let's go back to what people call McGregor the champ, champ, but he never defended him. Know what I mean, so it's like he's the chump, chump. It's yeah, he got the belt, but he didn't defend them. Not taking away any away from it, as I say. He's never defend, he's, but he didn't even defend the belt in Cage Warriors. Mm. Well, that, I mean, that's obviously because he came to the UFC and yeah. like, well, he's never defended the belt in his career. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, for it's... me personally, I can't have him in the conversation because of that. And that alone, as we've always said, we don't like McGregor the person. We'll never knock McGregor the fighter. Yeah. But for me, he can't be in that conversation simply because he never defended the belt. Yeah. So and. Yeah, I think he has a claim. The more defences he builds up, and the more... Because right now, he still remains the dark horse, in my opinion. Like, Gaethje's going to be next, and people are going to say Gaethje's going to smash him. Yeah. But I was even saying to you last night, wasn't I? Like, how can... I I didn't understand how Oliveira, as the champ, could not be the favourite. Like... That's madness. There was no reason. As good as Dustin is, there was no actual reason for him to be... Favorite over Oliveira, he's never been champ. He lost his only title fight. I mean, obviously he was interim champ, but he's never been the proper champ. He'd only ever had one title fight and lost. I mean, for me, there was no logical reason why he would be favorite. As over I say, the champ. I think that the narrative was he's the uncrowned champ, and I think the betting places went with that. Mm. I mean, because <laughs> you can look at the last fights, you know. 
Oliveira's on a 10 fight win streak. Dustin was on, you know, a couple of things until his last loss was Habib, I think. So, like, he was on a streak, but it was that night of he's the uncrowned champ. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, he was on a three fight win streak before he lost last night. Four Khabib and lost in 2019, then fought Dan Hooker, then beat McGregor twice. Yeah. So, but I mean, the mad thing is the more people keep underestimating Oliveira, the more he's going to surprise people, and which only makes his claim bigger. Because it's people think Gaethje's going to run through him. You know what I mean? But he showed he's could take, he could take shots. Like, I know. I think Gaethje's Oliveira's got this. Like, Gaethje's power is bigger than. Poirier, you know what I mean? And yeah, you can say Poirier beats him, but that doesn't matter. Anyone can beat anyone. It's yeah. a different fight, but I think obviously Gaethje's got the wrestle background as well, but you look what happened with him and Khabib as well. It's, it's yeah. not Khabib, Khabib down, but he didn't take down. I think, like, I think Oliveira's a very, got a very sort of Khabib like thing about him where, you know, it happened with Khabib, like you're saying there, everyone's saying Dustin was going to run through Oliveira, he didn't. People will say Gaethje is going to run through Oliveira. I don't think he will. Yeah. He was saying the same things about about um, about Khabib, you know, oh, if he stands with, with Gaethje, he'll, he'll, he's going to get knocked out. He was walking down Gaethje. Yeah. <laughs> and he said the same about Dustin, if he stands with Dustin, he'll, he'll get knocked out and he walked him down. Yeah, he walked exactly. McGregor down. He walked everybody down. Like people say, Khabib's got no punch, but he walked all of these supposedly better strikers down. And Oliveira's got that same thing. People think he can, he can. Well, until recently, anyway, people would always say, oh, yeah, he's a submission specialist. And then he goes and knocks out fucking Michael Chandler. Exactly. Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler is one of the hardest hitters in the division. And he showed that when he fought, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And they had an absolute war, but Gaethje couldn't put him away. Yeah, Oliveira did. Like people are gonna overlook him again, and it, it's. I'm not saying it, it is gonna end in the same fashion, but look look at the track record recently. He's yeah. been getting overlooked and and looked past a little bit for for the last That's few it. good few last fights. few fights. I think the Kevin Lee fights he probably got overlooked. The Tony Ferguson fights and he definitely got definitely overlooked. Definitely got overlooked. You know, and he absolutely Tony Ferguson. Exactly in the fight against no Chandler. Overlooked. overlooked, like this one. Overlooked. No, the Ferguson one for me was the turning point. Mm. No one had done to Tony Ferguson what he done in that fight. So, so yeah, is a hypothetical then. Say if Habib still champion and it was Olive's challenge of Khabib rather than fighting the Chandler. What's the outcome of that in your opinion? Because obviously, like he's shown now, he's he's good at standing. You know, he's a submission specialist. I think it would have been Habib's most difficult fight. It would have been the closest fight Khabib had. Mm. Um, For the simple fact, as I say, you've got this similar sort of... You've got this... They haven't got similar styles, of course, because obviously Olives is BJJ. Um, You know, Khabib's sort of sambo. Sambo and wrestling. Wrestling. Um, But they have this same sort of aura about them. They have this same... Mentality and that of... Yeah, and it's like... So it's like, proving people wrong in a way. Yeah, it? yeah. And they're both like, well, you think I'm going to submit you? All right, I'll walk you down, I'll knock you out. 
exactly. And I've al- I always said about Khabib's record, if you look at his record, it's actually quite well rounded. Yeah. I think yeah. it was I think it was eight knockouts, eleven submissions, ten decisions. Like yeah. it's just it give him what maybe one more fucking knockout and it's the most perfectly well rounded record you're ever gonna see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Khabib could do it all and I think Olives can do it all. He's just got so many more wins by submission. Yeah. He's at, he's, I think he's on is he on thirty eight wins now? Um Alvera, thirty-two wins. Thirty-two and wins. Yeah, thirty-two and eight. Um, yeah. twenty submissions, nine knockouts, three decisions. So he's a finisher. Yeah. He doesn't get finished. He's only he's only sorry, he does get he does get he's finished. Been finished like, a few by submission as well. I seven the thing was the guillotine where um yeah. and that's why people thought no, I think oh, yeah, he had that over him. I think it would be Khabib's biggest test and his toughest fight. Mm. I would probably still give it to Khabib just because you've seen what it's like as soon as... I think he would have had a harder time getting hold of Oliveira, but I think it would have been... It would. I think he would eventually get hold of him. And yeah. you've seen what it's like as if, if Khabib gets older. Yeah. He's got this way of manipulating the body, his own body and yeah. his opponent's body to make it nearly impossible to, to, to get out of his grasp mm. and I think it just would have played out that, that same way but I think we would have been looking at a fight that was going into the championship rounds yeah so and possibly even going to a decision obviously we know what's next for Alex you know next year he's going to defend it against Gaethje what you do with Poirier now like I know he sort of indicated in a way that like, he'll get the title and they might retire you know but I think he I think he'll want to go back to McGregor again. I don't think he'll probably be quite happy with how the last one played out with him, obviously breaking his leg. Yeah. Um, me, I'd like to see him with Chandler. Chandler mm-hmm. is he's impressing a lot of people who maybe never seen him. We didn't really, we did, we never seen him in Bellator. Yeah. So we knew about him, but we never got to see him much. So he's he's sort of a new commodity to us. Yeah. I, I think that I think that's a fun fight. I think that's a really really fun fight. Um, him and Chandler would tear the house down, and I think, yeah, again another good style, stylistic fight. I don't think I don't think Dustin has to do a lot to get back to another title shot. To be honest with you, it's similar to oh, how you, he was. You look at Gaethje, you know, he, before Chandler, his last fight was Habib. He yeah. fought Chandler, and now he's back to a title shot. And yeah, it's it's, a, mean, it's another division yeah. where, I mean, don't forget you've got to you've got to look at someone like Benil Darush. Mm. He's ranked third, isn't he, at the minute? So and he's fighting Islam next. Yeah, so you've got to think maybe Gaethje's next. The winner of that is probably after Gaethje. Yeah. Um, if if it's not Dustin Chandler, maybe Dustin fights the loser of Islam and Benil. You know, there's I want maybe have Chandler fight McGregor when he the lightweight, the light, the lightweight. The lightweight. I don't know why I'm turning the German. <laughs> the lightweight division. Uh, the lightweight division is probably the most stacked in, in the entire company. No, no, that's um, good now, like because for the period, like we would say, like what do you do with the lightweight division? Because it was sort of in a place of, you know, Habib was retired and it was like, well, what's going to happen? It was sort of at a standstill, and now it's good to see it get back to what it is. You know what I mean, and like lightweight stacked, like it's crazy. Stacked division. Um, I mean, we'll see if we can have a look at it now. Just want to point out, by the way, um, obviously, Priscilla missed weight, so 30% of her purse went to Gillian Robinson, which is nice because she's a cheating bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to 
have a look at the lightweight division. Now, as I say, for a while it was sort of at a standstill, and I think for a lot of people that might have been irritating. You know what I mean, um, so to see yeah, it well, now, sort of the names run, in that division run, just running a bit more smoothly. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to get up and not necessarily playing matchmaker here, but um, I just want to see who's there because I think the the light sort of shadow like that top five at the minute, and obviously with Benio fighting Islam. You know, Olive's just for Dustin, um, you know, fight Gaethje. You know, you kind of forget who's in there. So, I just want to see, like... Um, the division is absolutely stacked, as I said. You've got, obviously, Charles the Champ, Dustin. You've got Gaethje, you've got Benil Darush, Islam Makhchev. You've got Michael Chandler, you've got Dos Anjos. You've got Ferguson, you've got Dan O'Hare, you've got uh, Connor, Greg Gillespie. Rafael Fazayev, Diego Ferreira, Arman Sarukian, no, I don't even know if I said that right, Brad Riddell, Joe Alvarez, and that's the top 15 as it stands at the minute. Um, it's a great division. There's, I think there's a lot of great fights you can make there. Yeah. Um, Connor, when he comes back, unless it's the trilogy with Dustin, he shouldn't be fighting anyone in the top 10, I don't think. Do you minute. think, give him a fight? Um. I know Maybe. people vindicated that, haven't they? And Fergus yeah, sort I mean, of went for that as well. But do you think people have maybe lost interest in that fight now? Like, obviously, Ferguson's lost his last three. McGregor's lost his last two, possibly three. I'm not sure. Um, that is two, I think, because before Dustin, he had Cowboys in the other Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, do you think there's a little bit of interest maybe lost in that? Or do you think because it's still Ferguson and Connor, the interest will still be there? I think it'll still be there. I think when if it was to get announced, people would get behind it. But I think with Connor, there's a lot of fights that people want made. Chandler, mm. thinking them out, you know, things and thinking just, about there's always yeah. that possibility of the fight again. I just you don't know. think the fight means anything anymore to them. That fight doesn't mean what it would have done five years ago, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. it's going to be a fun fight because it's McGregor and it's, um, and it's Tony, but like, it's weird. Everyone yeah. expect that to be a title fight, and now it's it's seventh versus ninth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they both had they both sort of had sort of big falls from grace. It's kind of, it's it's a shame in a way. I mean, I'm not too fussed about McGregor life, but it um it is a bit of a shame to see them both sort of falling out of the having down the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see how that physios does because he's he's moving up. You know what I mean? That would probably be an interesting fight with McGregor. Number, number 11 versus number 9, you know. Hooker's still a bit. Sanyos, you know, even he's highlighted Connor, but Hooker and Sanyos would be a good fight. Um, there's a lot of fights to be made, and that's a good thing now. It's, not, it's no longer at a standstill. You know, you can look at it and go, okay, well, here's where we're going to go with it, you know. It's it's interesting though to see how the dynamic changes with it. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, like I say, um, that call me made this event happen. Made this event. Made this episode happen. Um, it's still an event in a way. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, we I know we haven't done these a lot. We've been focusing on sort of our interviews and and everything lately. You know, getting the getting the bigger episodes done with with some of the local lads on yeah. the local cards and stuff like that. Um, we've got we've got another one uh, to bring out for you, which will be around the same time as this one, which is a uh, bit different than what we've done. It's it's another interview, but it's nothing like we've done previously. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, hopefully we're helping we're helping a good cause with, with that episode. So won't reveal anything here, but look out for it if um if you listen to this one first. And yeah, we've got we've got to think a couple more lined up for the rest of the year. And then we're looking to push on bigger and better than ever in 2022. Yeah, exactly. It's been a very good year. Um slowly, slowly building, you know. Um, but we'll we'll continue that we'll yeah be, be and follow us on Instagram because we're, we're not far off 500 followers now and we want to hit that that little milestone yeah um, if, I think if, we're on your followers on Twitter at the minute if you find us through Twitter um, and you've got Instagram follow us on Instagram it's super necessary with free wise um, yeah yeah it's trying to Really build on both socials and that. Um, Admittedly, we haven't been quite as active on um, on Twitter as of late. We still are, but um, we've just been sort of concentrating on on Instagram. It's how we. It's mainly how we communicate with with our guests and stuff like that. Yeah, so we've been putting a bit more focus into them. Kieran has had quite a bit of time off work recently, so he's been doing some Instagram interviews and stuff like that. Um, so. Again, I think a bit more of the focus recently has been on that side of things, but um, we are still active on both. We will still communicate on both. Um, so yeah, you can get us on both. But as I say, if you can help us, help us reach that little mini milestone of five hundred followers. Yeah, we we appreciate it. We appreciate the the listens and the support. Um, and we're gonna gonna keep building. You know. Bringing you more content, as you say, we've still got a few things to end the year for you. So, you know, there's that to look forward to. And then, as New Year starts, we'll continue on a, on a steady climb. You know, yeah. So definitely looking forward to. All we want to, all we want to do is bring you, you guys. We want to bring you the the best content. Um, just fortunate for us that we get to speak to. Some of the people we have, we've um, you know, I think we've had been like you say, it's been a good year. We've had some good names on. We've had um, Paddy, yeah, on this year, which is our most viewed episode. We've had Danny Stewart on. We've had you know Matt Bonner a couple of times. We've had Nathan a few times. Um, we've had Michael Chavello. Yeah. Um, we've we've had Chris Curtis, who was yeah. such a fun fun guy. Um, fucking hell, time. But that many, uh, but, but it's bad because I don't use the word often, or well, I've kind of been blessed to be able to speak to these people and you know get to air the stories and you yeah, know, like where, we never going. We didn't know how this was going to pan out when we started it. We just had the idea. We like talking about it, so why not? Um, yeah. And we've been able to interact with some some really good people. I think you know we've had um, even going back to like our first interview with like Monica. Over and the one after that with Peter Baust, uh, yeah. which I still think is our best <laughs> one, or it's my favourite one at least. Anyway, yeah. Um, 
but then even recently we've had like the bigger episodes where uh, we had like the five lads on from was it five or four with MMA Academy? Uh, five ones. Yeah, five. five yeah, we yeah. had the five. We had the five lads on from MMA Academy. We've recently just done one with a, a few of the lads from Next Gen. We were on the yeah. Double Trouble Cage Warriors card. That's just been. Um, we had one where we we had like four four oh, lads on from four different gyms. gyms. Yeah. In the city, we've got. I think we've got another one with one of the gyms coming up. I think this year. Not going to yeah. be more than that, but I think we've got another one. Um, we've got another very different interview coming up as well soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're, we're just trying to. Obviously, speaking to fighters and stuff is is the main, the main aim. Uh, we even started, you know, we've even started going to events and stuff like that. You've you've been to your first live events this year, haven't you? So yeah, um, exactly. I went from not going to any to going to like four or something. Yeah, uh, so it's been. And that's, been only in, that's only in the last four months. Yeah, I think yeah. It was was I think um, I think it was August, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Cage Steel. Uh, we've you know we've even had Dominic. Yeah, boss of exactly. Cage Steel yeah. Um, you know, we've managed to we've we've communicate, we've managed to sort of get to know other podcasters and, and content creators, you know, MMA unloaded, um, or reloaded rather. Yeah. Um oh, know, Mason Chat Mason Chatwell. Um, you know, and Dude, then on, by on the way, Twitter. congrats in his uh, in his previous fight that you won. So congrats there, mate. Oh well done. Um you know, we've got you've got Prospect MMA, mm. um, you've got, and then you move over to Twitter, and you've got, you know, the likes of Mook, Cyrus, Chris, yeah, uh, the job, J. slipped the job, embrace the grind. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're still doing much at the moment, but still, it's the the great people that we've been able to interact with. Gendo um, as well, Gendo from Gendo, yeah. Media, you know, so it's. It, it is good to be able to, you know, speak to these other content creators and, you know, hopefully, like, there be some sort of collabs. Mike, Mike Harwins, another one. Yeah, Mike Harwins from, from the city himself, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully some sort of collabs we just, might happen in the future, but there's always like, different things we're trying to do. Like we always say, we're just two knobheads who enjoy talking about fighting. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. It seems people enjoy hearing us talk about fighting <laughs> and, and don't mind that we're nobbits. So. Yeah, which is always All good, good, isn't it? You know, like, obviously, every now and then we have these reflections, but I think it's, it's good to have like little reflections like that, you know what I mean, just to see what, we, what we've done, you know, where we want to go, you know what I mean? So it's hmm. even that goal in mind. So, absolutely. Yeah, it's been good and it's only going to get better. That's it. That's the goal. That's the aim. So yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you for listening. I'd say if you can drop us a follow on on the Ireland Instagram, that'll uh, help us massively. Um, and obviously we're on YouTube as well. Subscribe yeah, to the channel. Yeah. yeah. Again, subscribe. another little goal, another little milestone. We want to hit there is hundred subscribers. So we're not too far off that at the minute. So um, anything you know, everything will help us at the minute. Mm. Um, yeah whether you just want to come on and, and like one of the videos or drop us a comment or anything. We, we try and interact with everyone. So, um, yeah. who interacts with us. So yeah, again, thanks for listening. Um, Juliana shocked the world. And hey, Julie. minds were blown. Yeah.
This is the greatest. I love it. It was super necessary. Delicious.